Well, well, hello everyone. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? This is Joseph Brownlee from Connecting the Dots. Joseph Brownlee from Connecting to Dots. I'm your host today for Connecting the Dots, where I try to put the Bible together in a rightly divided way by connecting the dots and everything. Everybody should know the concept, what I mean when I say connecting the dots, you know, just trying to put the Bible together because one size does not fit all when it comes to the Bible. Let me say that again. One size does not fit all when it comes to God's word. Okay, welcome to my show today. Thank you all for tuning in, the ones that's listening to my show, whatever, what time or what city or what state that you're in. I really appreciate everyone coming in and listening to Connecting the Dots by Joseph Brownlee. When we put the word of God in perspective and we rightly divide God's word and the way that it should be read and understood, okay? All right, what's been going on? I hope y'all been doing very well. I do. I give a shout out to all my listeners. I really thank you. Thank you all for listening to my program. You can be doing other things, but you decide to listen to my show, and I really appreciate that. I still would like to have some comments. If you guys have any comments or have anything that you want me to share, just let me know, okay? Okay. I've been really getting into some, uh, certain, a lot of things for the last few weeks, you know, and uh, besides what's been going on at my job. I talked about that on my other podcast, so I'm not going to bring that up here because I'm not too, too much concerned about that right now. But, you know, my last, I'd like for you all to uh, check out my other podcast. It's called The Body of Christ Real Talk. The Body of Christ Real Talk. This is my other podcast you can check out. You can also find that on Spotify. You can find that on iHeart and also on Apple Podcasts. It's called The Body of Christ Real Talk. Body of Christ Real Talk. Okay. All right. If you listen to my last uh, radio show, you notice that I had a special guest by audio. The guest is not here physically. The guest is on audio. I, I get some different audios that I pull up from uh, some great teachers and some very in, uh, insightful teachers that I get off the audio that I listen to myself. And they're very inspiration and they really can break the Bible down and give you a concept of what God's word is saying. And I've been having a program that's been going on. I have a little mini series called One Size Does Not Fit All. One Size Does Not Fit All. For the newbies uh, that's been listening to this, uh, I, I'm in, I am in a mini series. It's called One Size Fit All. Well, we, you know, we just try to put everything in the Bible together and try to divide it. In the way it should go. If I can just put it that way. Try to divide the word of God the way it should go. The way it's been taught. Because the Bible is is misinterpreted in so many ways. And and a lot of times it's not because of the people that's misinterpreted. It's what they have been taught. The way the Bible should be taught and everything like that. If you get what I'm saying. Okay. So I try to bring to this program. The teachings. The learning that I have had. That inspired me. And finally, the Bible has came to life to me because it has, uh, has, has come alive to me, excuse me, come to life. I mean, come alive to me more than it have, ever has been. I've been I've been saved over 30 years. I've been saved over 30 years, but I've been truly just rightly dividing the word of God, say about four years now, going on four years. And thank God that he opened up my heart, you know, as far as that. So how to learn the Bible. And I just, I get the, I, I started this podcast. I'm, I'm new to the podcast. I'm new to radio. And, uh, you know, I'm not really sharpening it and everything. So you're going to hear mistakes, but that's okay. I didn't get used to it. And I'm sure some of my listeners have too. Well, I try to just get God's word out there in a rightly divided way, connecting the dots. You know, I, I use this, uh, 
analogy. For an example, you know, you, you look on a wall and you have a lot of bitty dots on there, but they all scribbled everywhere. But as you just try to focus and try to put the dots together like a puzzle, you'll see that it becomes it becomes the shape or the artistic form that it was supposed to be. And then that puzzle or those dots make sense. That's what I mean about connecting the dots. And that's just like the Bible. You just can't grab a verse out of the Bible and just teach it anyway. You just cannot grab a verse out of the Bible and just throw it out there. You just cannot grab certain sections or verses out of the Bible and just preach a two-hour sermon on that. There's no way. And I know that, you know, I used to do, I was always curious about that, but I used to be someone like that when I used to teach in the poor pits or, you know, teach at uh, the homeless ministry. I used to run a homeless ministry in San Diego. I just go ahead and teach the Bible. And I just, you know, I use references to different things like that. But a lot of the times I wasn't rightly dividing God's word, okay? So I have learned to do that through certain teachers, I have learned to rightly divide God's word and connect the dots by certain teachings, uh, teachers that told me, uh, taught me about dispensation and you know I never heard about that word until I got taught about dispensationalism you know and mainly you're going to hear that word only in the epistles of Paul about four times Paul I think of Colossians Ephesians and a few other of his books or his letters that he used the word dispensation okay so that's basically what this 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 program is all about rightly dividing God's word learning God's timeline, learning the difference between the, the Gospels and the Bible, learning what God is doing today compared to what he's done to the past and what in the past and what he's going to do in the future. OK, so I got that little introduction out the way. OK, all right. Love you all. Thanks for being patient with me and, uh, you know, and uh, helping me and this in this podcast, keep this podcast going. OK, without any further ado, I'm. T- Teaching on this series, I'm going to say we teaching because I'm going to have certain guests on here by audio. I'm not going to say video because you cannot see them because this is an audio program. I'm not going to have certain visitors, certain teachers, and certain guests that I call my guests going to be by audio. You're going to, in other words, you're going to be hearing their program on their station teaching basically the same things that I'm teaching, you know, in a different way because I like to put different people and different guests and let you hear different teachers on here that can break things down that you probably didn't get from me, you know? And I just like that because this is an unbiased thing. This is God's word. And we need to be taught God's word the correct way, the rightly way, you know, con- you know, context with context, precept by precept. We need to be taught God's word the right way. And the only way you, we can do that, I believe, is not only going to be through me because some things that I know, these other teachers, you know, they know. And so some things they know, they might not know that I know, you know, that we all of us come together as one connected together to bring truth to our hearers and everything. So these are my brothers in Christ. You know, these are good brothers in Christ and everything that I'm going to be bringing for the next few weeks. They're going to be different teachers. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. If you're one of my followers and listeners and the ones I sent out links to and for the newbies, you know, uh, just listening to it, it would bring a lot of inspiration and it would, uh explain a lot of things that you didn't get explained to you before in the Bible. It will open up your mind to different concepts that you never knew and will make the Bible come alive. So what I'm going to do right now, without further ado, I'm going to keep this short. Now, that's my famous word. Keep it something short, which means it's going to be long. (laughs) That's the famous preacher line. But anyway, I'm going to I brought you Trey Searcy in my last podcast. He talked about, uh, you know, believing in the gospel or in the cross. It was something like that. But you just listened to my last, last podcast. Outstanding 
Brandon teaching, man, very powerful. You get a lot out of that teaching if you just go back and listen to that then. Right now, I'm going to bring in another brother of mine called Ron. His name is not called, but his name is Ron Knight. He's going to be teaching today. You know, he's had a strong message and everything like that. What is the gospel? And the gospel is very important. I put a lot of emphasis on the gospel because knowing which gospel and what gospel is for today, gospel, excuse me, for today, is very important before you even get saved. You got to know which gospel that you get saved under, you know. That's why I call this series the who versus the what. The who versus the what. You know, one size does not fit all the who Jesus was compared to the what Jesus did. Who Jesus was that was taught by Jesus' earthly ministry and the 12 apostles compared to what Jesus did, his death, burial, and resurrection, and his grace message that he and 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 he put in and uh uh gave to the apostle Paul to dispense to the Gentiles church which is us today, okay, and some Jews, you know, to everyone. Let me just put it that way. So this is a strong message right here right here from Ron Knight, Pastor Ron Knight from California. You might have a phone number on there at the end. Take that phone number down, but I don't know if it's the same phone number that he's using in his ministry because he, he had he had he lived in several places he lived in minnesota he's from chicago he lived in minnesota and uh, he's right now he's just based out there in northern california close to the sacramento area you know so this is ron that is called north cal you know he's called north cal ministries and this is where he teaches from north cal ministry i let me get that right and his message is going to be what is the gospel very powerful message you need to hear so stay tuned for pastor ron night from southern california nor cal gospel that's what he teaches that his his is north it's northern california he teaches out of california so uh he will give you some information at the end you know because i'll be messing up names and everything like that but this brother is good he's a, he he helps me and by listening to his audio and he helped me a lot of what i know today you know and files and a lot of things i have learned on my own but these brothers that i'm going to be putting on here is going to be lining up you know with uh one size does not fit all and connecting the dots with telling what different on different subjects and gospels this is going to be on the gospel this is ron like pastor ron knight for Northern California. Stay tuned. God bless. Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Ron Knight, an outreach ministry of Northern California Grace Fellowship located in Sacramento County. Now, here's your host, Pastor Ron. Okay, thank you for joining us for Understanding the Bible, the show where the Bible is taught in a plain and clear way for all to understand. My friend, the goal of our ministry is to glorify our Lord Jesus Christ and to help you understand and enjoy his word. Now, we seek to do this on the radio by answering the questions that you, the listener, submit to us. Each week, we will answer your questions in detail using the scriptures. So we invite you to get your King James Bible, something to take notes on, and search the scripture with us as we seek to answer your questions from the word of God. Now on to today's question. Pastor Ron, I have a sincere desire to share my faith with others, so can you please tell me how I can go about doing that effectively? Thank you. Well, first of all, great question. Glad to see that you have a sincere desire to share your faith with your lost friends, family, maybe even co-workers, but it's a popular question as well, one that we see in our ministry often. You know, the Bible says that God's will is that all men be saved 
and to come into a knowledge of the truth. The Bible goes on to say that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But my friend, before I can share with you how to effectively communicate and share your faith with others, I must first share with you the issue of knowing exactly what to share. What do I mean by that? When we talk about sharing our faith, we have to talk about the gospel. And the first question that a good student of the word should ask is, what exactly is the gospel that saves today? Now, I know that might shock some people because they say, well, Brother Ron, isn't there only one gospel? That's a question that we get as well. But if you study the scripture out, you realize that although the term gospel is used throughout the so-called New Testament of particularly Matthew through Revelation, the context of the passage shows that not every time the word gospel is used, it's the same gospel. That's what we're going to see today. You know, my friend, speaking of context, if you go to our YouTube channel, NorCal Grace, all one word, NorCal Grace, we've posted video. Thanks to Brother Ryan for doing this. We've posted video of the four essential tools to effective Bible study. We have the four essential tools that every student of the word should have in his or her toolbox. And the number one thing, my friend, is the issue of context. What we will see is that when it comes to defining the gospel, context is everything. Now, many words in the Bible have multiple applications. For example, the word church, and another example, the word baptism. Now, the word church, you know, you hear people talk about the Greek, the word ekklesia, a called out assembly or so forth, a congregation, a called out assembly. You know, in Matthew chapter 16, after Peter's confession of faith that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, the Lord Jesus Christ said upon this rock, not Peter, but the confession that Peter made that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, upon this rock shall I build my church. And that's Messiah's church. It's that kingdom church that the Lord Jesus Christ was establishing through his little flock of believers there during his earthly ministry. Later in the book of Acts, chapter 7, Stephen, as he indicts the apostate, unbelieving religious leaders of Israel, he mentions about the church which is in the wilderness, Acts chapter 7. Speaking of the called out assembly of the nation of Israel, that congregation that came out of Egypt through Moses, that's the church in the wilderness. Most people didn't even realize that was a church. Stephen calls it a church in Acts 7. In Ephesians chapter number one and Colossians chapter number one, the apostle Paul speaks about the church, which is his body, commonly called the body of Christ. So right there, my friend, we see that the word church has a different application depending on the context. What about the word baptism? Well, in Christendom, most of the time when someone hears the word baptism or baptize, they think water. But my friend, every time you hear the word baptism or read the word baptism, it doesn't necessarily mean water. It doesn't mean water every time you hear it in scripture. And although there's one baptism for the body of Christ, Ephesians 4 or 5, we're going to deal with that in, a, in another uh, study, Q&A here on the radio in the future. And by the way, give you a hint, it's not water. The Ephesians 4 or 5 baptism is not water. But there are times that the word baptism is in reference to water. My friend, the word baptism, there's three different baptisms in one verse. In Matthew chapter number 3, verse 11, John the Baptist, as he speaks to the nation of Israel, he says, I indeed baptize you with water. So water, baptism is there in that verse. But he goes on to say, but he that cometh after me, speaking of the Messiah, Lord Jesus Christ, 
But he that cometh after me, who is mightier than I, whose shoelaces I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose and bear, he, that's the Messiah, shall baptize you, that's Israel, with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So you see that the Lord Jesus Christ will baptize Israel with the Holy Ghost. That's the believing remnant of Israel. You see that playing out there in Acts chapter 2. And with fire, that baptism hasn't happened yet. I know there are some that believe that believers should get the baptism of fire. You don't want the baptism of fire. You don't want the baptism of fire. Now, Israel will go through that. Okay. The time of Jacob's trouble, the great, notable, great and terrible day of the Lord's wrath. The 70th week of Daniel, that last seven year period before the Lord returns. But my friend, you and I, we won't experience that in this dispensation of grace. If you're saved, the dispensation of grace will end someday and might be part of that in the future if you're not saved. But my friend, that's the issue. The word baptism has a different meaning or application depending on the context. And we have one verse with three different baptisms. Okay. Over in Romans 6, Paul talks about baptized into Christ. That's a spiritual baptism. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. That's a spiritual baptism. So not every time the word baptism used, it doesn't mean water. So my friend, the context defines which baptism, which church, and which gospel. Now, the gospel is a generic term for good news or glad tidings. It is in reference both to salvation, in other words, the actual content that is to be believed in order to be justified before Almighty God, but it's also used to define the entirety of a message that God gives his people. We'll see more about that in a little while. And although the word is mentioned in the so-called New Testament of Matthew through Revelation, the actual concept goes way back to the beginning. You know, in Genesis 3.15, when God says that the seed of the woman would destroy the seed of the serpent, that's called the proto-evangeli in Christendom, the first good news that eventually the Lord Jesus Christ would defeat Satan and his seed, the Antichrist and so forth. Later, we'll see that Paul says in Galatians chapter three, that God before preached the gospel unto Abraham, saying that in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now, it's obviously that God did not give Abraham the gospel that he gives us today. But what I want you to see is that the word gospel simply means good news. So we have to allow the context to define it for us. Now, the first time it's used is in Matthew chapter number four. So go with me to Matthew chapter number four. We see this word gospel used. And let's look at the context. Matthew chapter number four. This is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to the nation of Israel. Matthew chapter four and verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel, now watch this, of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Now, my friend, for most of Christendom, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four gospels is what they study out the most. But when you're reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you see that Jesus went about preaching the gospel of the kingdom. But what I also want you to see is and notice in the passage that it says, and that's in addition to healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. You see, my friend, when the Lord Jesus Christ preached the gospel, his gospel was called the gospel of the kingdom. And it was accompanied by different signs and, and wonders 
that Messiah would do, prophesied that he would do, and that was healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people, and that's the people of Israel. That's a context there. How about Matthew chapter number nine? Go over to Matthew chapter number nine. Look at verse 35. Matthew 9, 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Now, in these two passages, we notice that the Lord Jesus Christ is preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And notice also that he's healing every disease and all manner of disease and every sickness and all manner of sickness among the people of Israel. One more. Look at Matthew chapter 11, verse 5. Matthew 11, verse 5. Jesus responds to John. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Now, my friend, you see in these three passages that this issue of the gospel of the kingdom, which was preached by the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you notice how it was accompanied by what? Healing the, all manner of sickness and disease, every manner of sickness and disease. People are being raised from the dead. The lame are walking. The lepers are cleansed. The blind are received their sight. Later in Mark chapter 16, go over there and let's look at Mark chapter 16. This is a good one. Mark chapter number 16, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the core gospel, Mark 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, stay with me for a second. What was the Lord Jesus Christ gospel called in those passages in Matthew? The gospel of the, there you go, the kingdom. So when the Lord says here, the gospel, what gospel is he talking about in Matthew 16, 15? You guessed it, the gospel of the kingdom. Verse 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So you have to believe the gospel of the kingdom and be baptized, shall be saved. So you have to have that water baptism, by the way. That's Dijon's baptism. But he that... But he that believeth not shall be damned. So if you don't believe, obviously you'll be damned. And these signs shall follow. Now notice it says shall, not might. Follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. So you're going to cast out devils, speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing. By the way, they're taking up serpents. Just recently, and you're seeing this an awful lot with serpent handling preachers, particularly down south in America, they're dying left and right, father and son combinations. Hmm, interesting. They're being bit by serpents, poisonous snakes, and they're dying. Interesting. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Matthew 16, 18. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, not might, but shall. So we notice that the gospel of the kingdom is accompanied with all these signs and wonders, miracles, raising the dead, healing the sick, handling poisonous serpents and so forth. By the way, why all that will happen is because in the future, that little flock will be persecuted by the Antichrist and will be driven into the wilderness. And what's out there in the wilderness in the Middle East there? Oh, yeah, serpents and, you know, bitter waters and so forth. All the things you see with Moses back in the Old Testament when Israel was in the wilderness. 
There were serpents there. Remember the, the serpents in the book of Numbers that destroyed the unbelievers in Israel? There was bitter waters that Moses would put the rod in and become sweet. You know, all those things in reference to the nation of Israel and God's plan and purpose with them. But my friend, I want you to see that the gospel that the Lord Jesus Christ preached during his earthly ministry, yea, and all his 12 apostles, and even in the book of Acts, early Acts, was the gospel of the kingdom, that earthly kingdom that the Lord Jesus Christ will set up on this earth at his return for Israel. And it was accompanied by miracle signs and wonders. No one would remain sick. They would heal. If you were dead, he'd raise you up. If you're a leper, he'd cleanse you. You see, all those things happened for the nation of Israel in reference to the gospel of the kingdom. By the way, according to the book of Luke and the book of Acts, they were to begin at Jerusalem. They were to go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then to the uttermost parts of the earth. And my friend, that was what God was doing with the nation of Israel. That was the order. But when it comes to what God is doing today, which gospel, we have something that Paul calls the gospel of the grace of God. Go with me to Acts chapter number 20. In Acts chapter 20, verse 24, the apostle Paul, who is sent out to us Gentiles, says, Acts chapter 20, verse 24, but none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Notice that the Apostle Paul defines his gospel as the gospel of the grace of God. And in three times in scripture, the Apostle Paul says, my gospel, Romans 2.16, in a day that God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Romans 16, verse 25, now to him that is a power to establish you according to my gospel. 2 Timothy 2, 8, Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. And my friend, only the apostle Paul uses that term, my gospel. It is one gospel that's unique to him. And remember what we learned last week is that when God saved Saul of Tarsus in Acts chapter 9 and made him the apostle of and to us Gentiles, Romans chapter 11, verse 13, with that change in the program, God changed the way that he saved mankind. With that change in the program from his dealings with the nation of Israel and the gospel of the kingdom, he changed the actual dispensation to the dispensation of the grace of God, Ephesians 3, Colossians 1. Therefore, he also changed the gospel from the gospel of the kingdom to the gospel of the grace of God. So no longer is the gospel of the kingdom in effect, my friend. When you rightly divide the word of truth at the salvation of Saul, the gospel of the grace of God became the gospel that saves today. That's why it's not accompanied by healing every manner of sickness and every manner of disease all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. That's why it's not accompanied with raising the dead, cleansing the leper and all those things. All those things were a sign to Israel that their Messiah and his kingdom was at hand. It was within reach. Isaiah says to Israel, Isaiah 33, the inhabitants of that kingdom shall no longer say, I am sick. And so my friend, when you rightly divide the word of truth, you have to understand that the gospel that saves today is the gospel of the grace of God committed to the Apostle Paul. And Peter and those guys recognize that. Go with me to Galatians chapter number two. If you look at Galatians chapter number two, 
Paul talks about the Jerusalem council in Galatians chapter two, verse number seven. But contrarywise, when they, and that's Peter, James, and John and the 12 apostles to Israel, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me, as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter. Now, my friend, make sure you have the right Bible, the King James, because the other Bibles change this. They say the gospel to the circumcision and the gospel to the uncircumcision, but that's not what God says. God says the gospel of the uncircumcision, that gospel which belongs to the uncircumcised Gentiles, Paul's gospel, the gospel of grace, and the gospel of the circumcision, that which belongs to the circumcision or the Jewish little flock. You see, my friend, right there in that one verse, you have two separate, unique, distinct gospels. But contrarywise, Galatians 2, 7, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me, as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter, Paul's the head apostle to the, to the nations, to the Gentiles, Peter is to Israel, for he that wrought effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, was mighty in me toward the Gentiles. Paul is the apostle of the Gentiles, Romans 11, verse 13. That's you and me, my friend. Verse 9, and when James, Cephas, and John, that's James, Peter, and John, who seemed to be pillars, they were the leaders of the Jerusalem church, perceived the grace. Notice he says, the grace that was given unto me. They gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship that we should go unto the heathen and they unto the circumcision. Peter, James, and John and the twelve confined their ministry to that little flock of believers that made up Messiah's church there in Israel. And my friend, it was the Apostle Paul and the gospel of the grace of God that went forth into the world. And my friend, today, the gospel that saves is the gospel of the grace of God. My friend, the gospel of the kingdom required works, a number of works, including water baptism, besides faith in Jesus Christ, your Messiah, water baptism in his name, the other works of the law. The law was still in effect during his earthly ministry. They had to keep his sayings and so forth. They had to endure to the end. But today, my friend, the gospel of grace, how that Christ died for our sins, was buried and rose again. My friend, the gospel of grace, for by grace are you saved through faith. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. That not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The gospel that saves today, how that Christ died for our sins, was buried and rose again, 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. My friend, is the good news of God's unlimited grace that through his shed blood, go with me, if you will, to Romans chapter number 3 as we come down to an end. Romans chapter number 3, the passage I heard to get saved. The gospel of the grace of God. Grace is unmerited favor. It's undeserved kindness. It's God's riches at Christ's expense. G-R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense. It's what the Lord Jesus Christ accomplished on Calvary's cross. As we come down to the end of our study, look with me at Romans chapter number three and verse number 21. Start at verse 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. Speaking of God, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. God gave the law to Israel to point that they needed a savior, point to the fact they're sinners who needed a savior. Romans 3.21, but now that's in the dispensation of God's grace today with the salvation of Saul. The righteousness of God without the law is made manifest, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. The law and the prophets spoke about the coming of Messiah and what he, what he would do his faith. Verse 22, 
even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. You got to have that King James Bible of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. That's between Jew and Gentile. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God being justified. Now watch this freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Oh, my friend, what a wonderful message of grace that is through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 25, through faith in his blood. Ephesians 1 says, therefore, we have through the blood of Christ. Go over to Ephesians chapter 1 as we end. Ephesians chapter number 1, verse number 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. What a wonderful truth, my friend. Okay, it looks like our time for this week's Q&A has come to an end. We pray that today's study was glorifying to the Lord and edifying for you. For those of you who have submitted questions that I do not get to answer here on the air, I will still read or listen to your question and answer it in an email within a few days of your submission. And we may still use your question right here on the radio sometime in the future. Be sure to join us for our study this evening on Sacramento Community Cable, Station 17 and 18. That's at 5 p.m. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's Understanding the Bible. Remember, God loves you. His son, the Lord Jesus Christ, died on the cross for you. If you simply trust that and that alone, he will save you this moment. Until next week, I'm Ron Knight saying, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Understanding the Bible with Pastor Ron Knight, the outreach ministry of Northern California Grace Fellowship located in Sacramento County. Pastor Ron invites you to submit your questions to be answered on air and to join them for live Q&As twice a week. For more information or to leave your questions, call 916-514-3551. That's 916-514-3551 or contact them online at norcalgrace.com. That's norcalgrace.com. This program is listener-supported, so if you've been blessed by these studies, please partner with us. Now, on behalf of Pastor Ron and the Saints at Northern California Grace Fellowship, thank you for joining us for Understanding the Bible. Christ died, he died for our sins. Well, well, okay. God bless. Very strong message. Very powerful message that was. Okay, from Ron Knight. Brother Ron Knight from North Cal Grace Fellowship. It's Brother Ron Knight from North Cal Grace Fellowship. It's up in northern uh, Sacramento, up in the north area. I used to live in San Diego, so I was further south. Sacramento is up North Cali, up North California. You know, so it's Northern California Grace Fellowship by Pastor Ron Knight. He's a pastor. Okay, I hope you got something out of that message, you know, and I hope you took some notes and took some scriptures down. I always say when you listen to a message from me, and you're going to be listening to message from other teachers that I will have on this program. And they all going to be lined up for one thing. They teach you the word of God rightly divided. How to connect the dots. Teach you the, the word of God rightly divided. Okay. So that message was, uh, what is the gospel of Ron Knight? He just broke down the difference, differences between the two gospel. The gospel of the kingdom of heaven, which is for Israel, the Jews, and the gospel of the grace of God, which is the gospel for today. Let me let me say that again. Two gospels, the gospel of the kingdom of heaven was preached by Jesus and his earthly ministries, ministry, excuse me, and the 12 apostles. 
the gospel of the grace of God was gave to Paul to teach to the body of Christ, the Gentiles, and also the Jews, but mainly just Gentiles. In other words, the gospel of the grace of God was for everyone, okay? It used to be, let me let me go back, it used to be a middle wall partition, the Bible talks about. That middle wall used to separate Israel from the other nations. Gentiles mean nations, so it used to be a separation between the Gentiles and the Jews. But that, oh, excuse me, I keep dropping this speaker, excuse me. Uh, but that was stopped and that was postponed in Acts 7 when Stephen got stoned. That was the final draw in Acts 7, which is a very good book you should be reading. Acts 7 when Stephen got stoned. You know, then God said that was the last draw. He already had his plan to go out to the Gentiles. He always had, uh, he was even prophesied that the Gentiles would be saved, but it was never told how. None of the past prophets in the time past, Moses, Elijah, Zechariah, Daniel, none of them knew how the Gentiles were going to get saved. They only knew at that time the Gentiles were going to be saved through them if they got themselves together, but they never did. Therefore, you know, the Gentiles' fulfillment of salvation, first of all, supposed to be going through the Jews, but God already had his cue card. He already knew the, uh, the Jews was going to be disobedient and they wasn't going to follow through. So he just had his plan already. You know, he threw his little, what they call that, his little king out there. And right. And at that time, he just uh, brought out the gospel of the grace of God through one man, the apostle Paul. And that's why I always say the Apostle Paul is our apostle for the day. Not the 12 apostles, not Peter and the 12. You might say, really? No, no, they're not our apostles today. And that's not belittling them. They was the apostles for Israel, the Jews, the kingdom church. We are the apostle. We are, excuse me, we are the church under the apostle Paul. He's the apostle for the Grace Church today. Let me say that again so you, you can get that in your head, get that in your mind so you can get it in your heart. The gospel of the kingdom of heaven was for Israel and the Jews, okay? And some proselytes. I explained what a proselyte was then. That's any other nations that helped the Jews and wanted to follow certain traditions and whatever like that. They they was called a proselyte, you know. They came into the family of the Jews, covenants and, and, and rituals and stuff like that, if I can say that. But the gospel of the grace of God is a whole new different game. That was brought to and that was introduced by Jesus heavenly ministry ministry to the apostle Paul when he was Saul. He was Saul. You find in the book of Acts going through all the way through. You know, that's why it was a change. You heard Peter preaching his message mostly all the way up to Acts 15. Then after Acts 15, that was mostly dealing with the apostle Paul and his teaching. But if you just read Acts open-heartedly and untraditionally, let me say that again, untraditionally, you will see that those messages was changing. And I talked about that earlier in my teachings. I'm going to get back to those teachings. But this is such a broad uh, teaching that need to be taught to the saved. Yes, I did say the saved because and to the unsaved. The reason I'm saying it because some are to the saved, the ones that got saved are believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ are still getting taught a certain way in different denominational type of teaching. And the ones that's not saved, they're not saved because they never got saved through the teaching of 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4, the, the grace of God teaching by the Apostle Paul. Okay, I hope you can get that. You didn't get it. Ah, too much to say. Rewind it. <laughs> okay.
But that message by Ron Knight is, what is the gospel? And that I put emphasis on that because it's very important to understand which gospel you call yourself been saved under. Very important. I like using repetitions. What gospel you call yourself been saved under. I hear a lot of people, I even see it on Facebook, and I'm going to put it out there, the kingdom programs. You know, we want to start this kingdom program. We must bring back the kingdom. I understand what they mean. But when it comes to salvation, when it comes to knowing the difference between the kingdom and God's grace, you have to put it in this perspective. If you don't, you will have people confused. They will be believing. They will be believing like I know they are. I can read some of the things on Facebook that they believe that they are the ones responsible of bringing in the kingdom. Now, I'm not knocking them. I'm not saying, you know, they're doing something bad or whatever like that, because I really believe they mean it in their heart. But I just uh, I just I just believe that they're that the Well, let me put it this way. You have to really understand the difference between the gospel of the kingdom of heaven and the gospel of the gate, uh, gospel of the grace of God, which is brother Ron Knight was talking about, was uh, teaching about. You know, you got to understand and you have to study your Bible. You have to study it dispensationally and you have to work, uh, 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 learn it like myself and others, how to rightly divide word, the word of God. I didn't always teach this way. I didn't always, I, 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 teach, I taught the word a lot. I had my own ministry. I taught the homeless ministry, like I said in the past. I done all those things. I taught in poor pits and everything, you know. And I thought I was teaching the right way, so I done it in, out of ignorance. Like Paul, he done what he done out of ignorance, and so God graced him. I done my teaching out of ignorance, but I always had a hunger to know the truth. I knew something was missing because all these miracles wasn't happening in my life, like others said that was happening in theirs. It was things I wasn't prospering. I, you know, I got certain things happening at the job, but deep in my heart. I felt now because, you know, you got sinners that get raises. You got sinners that get all kind of promotions and everything. Why is this not happening to me? So something was not going right. Why is these miracles not happening? Even speaking in tongues, why is I making all this noise? I, I feel fake. I don't believe I'm even saying anything. And the reason I felt that way, because I wasn't saying that, was, it was a lot of glib gibberish and garbage. So I had to understand. I had to learn. And when I listened to certain teachers like Brian Knight, like uh, Les Feldick, like Trey Searcy, you you know, and like uh, 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 Robert Breaker and others, you know, they helped me and everything. So that was a blessing to me. You know, if you hear that noise, that's a heater coming on because I'm in my house. But that was a blessing to me. But, you know, I just thank you guys uh, for being patient with me and everything, trying to get God's word out there, trying to get God's true word out there so you can get an understanding what's been taught. OK, so without further ado, I want you to stay tuned for my future teachings. I want you to uh, stay tuned and keep up of what I'm uh, putting out there. Uh, one size does not fit all. Okay? The who versus the what. Because what you're going to find out is you're going to get a lot of learning. You're going to learn a lot. And it's going to blow a lot of your mind. It's going to surprise a lot of you guys. And, and a lot of you guys might not even listen to my station anymore. But that's okay. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. But that's okay. Because what I'm, what I'm throwing out here is different teachers different teachers and you know just besides me and uh you can learn different ways and different concepts okay i will have another teacher here called michael mcdaniel i'm going to have him do three sermons not have him do them but i'm going to have an audio teaching like i said these are audio these these young men is not 
physically with me, but they're audio. And I would like to have them on my show one day, but that's another, maybe in the future when I get my radio station. But they're going to be on audio. And Michael McDaniel would be teaching on three, three concepts. The Bible timeline, yeah, God has a timeline. The mystery that was playing Paul's gospel and everything like that, and rightly dividing the word of God. So Michael McDaniel would be one of my other guests, audio, that I'll be, be part of my mini-series of One Size Does Not Fit All. And when you get through listening to these guys and learning all this, you should have some type of paramedic view of how the Bible is broken down and how the dots of the Bible will be connected and it will broaden your mind and broaden your thinking and help your witness, okay? So stay tuned for those teachings of Michael McDaniel and more teachings of Trace Cersei, Ron Knight. It's just like a little small podcast conference I'm going to have in the next few weeks coming up. Probably be about a month. I have different speakers on here besides myself breaking down and, and teach you how to write it divide God's word. Okay? Thank you all for listening to my show. God bless you all. I really appreciate the ones that's been with me. Stay tuned for further ado of these teachers, okay? This is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. Another thing, reminded to remember my other podcast, Body of Christ Real Talk. Body of Christ Real Talk. You'll find it on Apple, Spotify. You'll find it on Google Play, the Body of Christ Real Talk. Uh, more open, more live, more Q&A, and different concepts, concepts and subjects and topics I'll be talking about on that podcast. This was mainly the Bible. To, you want to learn the Bible? Come in this one, Connecting Dots, where you have me teaching and other teachers that I will have on here as guests and audio. Thank you. God bless you. Love you all. Grace and peace out. God loves you all. Bye-bye.